LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 186. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Avalon. Um, unfortunately, Mako-chan will not be joining us tonight. Aww. Yeah, she had dinner, and dinner gave her food poisoning. Ugh. That's gross. Yeah, I don't... I think I've ever had a case of food poisoning, though. I, I don't remember if I ever did. But, but I've heard some real bad stories about it. I've had it plenty of times. Be thankful that you've never had it. Okay. So now who's going to keep us in line when we go off on our tangents? Oh, hi there. God damn it. <laughs> you, you do realize she had a backup plan anyway. Uh, of course she did. That <laughs> oh, We are live tonight, the week of October 14, 2014 on the VOG Network, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and replays Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Uh, chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is VOG, or you can head over to animejamsession.com slash vognetwork. And you can hit, come on in, click on the link, your default chat will bring you right on in. Uh, swing by the forums, we have uh, weekly posts of the episodes, so come by, have a little fun, and dollar drink specials. And let's see what's going on in the chat room. Uh, the 8th Doctor is coming to Denver Comic Con. Um, Raging is picking up a $20 Steam card, he needs more games. Addict. Um, next year is the 10th anniversary of the reboot of Doctor Who. Fair enough. And, yeah. and Serenity four ten eighty eight says about writing a fanfic. I hope it's not about us. Oh God. Yes, I remember writing some really bad fanfiction. I wrote a really bad lemon one, and then I realized I need to stop this shit. So I put them all in a zip file, hit delete, and walked away. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's kick things off now tonight, shall we? Let's adjust the volume and. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Didn't mean to startle you like that. Liar. No, really, I didn't. There we go. It's always such a hard bound. It's hard, delicate balance with the audio on this thing. Actually, no. When um, when when uh, my machine locked up, and I had to hit restart. It th- when it decided to go to the default output channel, which is the mixer, instead of the mix amp. So, let's try that again. How's that? That's better. There you go. So, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Oh, God, I mean, most of it's been with work, but, uh, and related to work, I'm still in flux trying to see when I'll, see if and when I'll have off for this weekend, which is another anime convention, Mm -hmm. because the one person who said they could help me switch my days around has not gotten back to me as to what days they want in return, and now I, so for the past couple days I've been in the midst of a fucking panic attack, not wanting to 
put it, like, disappoint everybody. Well, look at it this way. This person agreed to cover your shifts for this weekend, correct? Yeah, but there's paperwork they have to fill out. I filled out my part, and I left it for them to uh, mm-hmm. fill out with my bosses, but they only just now got to it. Well, sh- they did. Well, I wouldn't Person wor- I'm switching with. Well, I wouldn't worry, because you already did your, your share, you know what I'm saying? But they have to fill out their part of it so it can actually be processed. Mm. And it'd be scheduled, so... I'm just trying not to fucking lose it and hoping I can actually go to the convention. And again, I don't, I really don't want to let everyone down because I couldn't get off from work. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think, honestly, everything is going to turn out to be A, all right. It's still just very stressing. Remember, remember, Ari, believe in the you that believes in me. Oh, God, let's not start. (laughs) (laughs) But other than that, I just... Some simple laundry will have... I'll be able to actually get my clothes ready for the convention, provided I can actually go. Yeah, my stuff's practically packed. I packed up, and I was like... I'm thinking I forget, so I go to bed last night. I forgot to pack underclothes, so... I'll be doing that after the podcast. Good thing you caught that early. Along with stuff I had to order at the very last minute, and I end up getting Amazon Prime to guarantee I get my stuff here in time. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I if I can't go go off, you're just gonna hear me start like screaming all the way from uh, South Jersey. Don't worry, we will figure something out. I'm again. I, I hate letting people down like this. I understand. No, I would. I wouldn't worry. Everything is going to work according to plan. Just after the podcast, take a deep breath, take a shot, and get some rest. I hope, I hope that works. It works for most people. So yeah, not a very good week for me. Alright. Like I said, just be strong. Yeah. Well, that's the wrong theme. I cannot Hopefully wait. Mako's at least listening in. Knowing her, she's probably passed the fuck out. Alright. Let's go. There we go. Avalon, how was your week? How was your day? And how the hell have you been? Oh, whew, God. That's a good question. Um... <laughs> Well, actually, I've been I've been doing all right. I have left the porn store, and I am now a, an official graphic designer. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm finally Woo-hoo! out of the Phallus Palace. Oh, good name for it. <laughs> That's probably. Let me guess. You'll always have fond memories of the place. Fuck you. <laughs> you know what? That's probably a name of an actual porn shop too. I liked the Phallus Palace. I was expecting the... a rant about how much the place sucked. Oh. No, I think I... No, it would, I would take up an entire podcast length if I were to really go on that in-depth of a rant. Um, but, yeah, no more Phallus Palace, no more Cock Cabana. I'm, I'm great. Bush Bodega? <laughs> Fleshlight Farm? <laughs> The Vag Shop. <laughs> Vag Valley. <laughs> oh, 
God. Now I wish Mako Chan really was here. <laughs> also, to the people in the chat, all these names are still available for uh, band names. <laughs> oh, tagline this is my fetish. Um, but other than that, uh, life's been pretty good. Uh, did that. I am shooting my first shoot with Geek Goddess in two weeks. Awesome. I am actually in the midst of unpacking so I can repack because I'm going to be going to Boston for the weekend. Um, and uh, in two days, uh, me and my uh, boyfriend are going to be celebrating our one year anniversary. Oh. Good for you. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm trying to be nice about it. Baka. So, I guess we'll see more couple cosplay in the future? Uh, yeah, but only because Danny doesn't have a choice. Yeah, so, I can imagine the future. It's going to be him as Sasuke and you as Sakura. Uh, uh, uh take that back. <laughs> Naruto and Hinata? <laughs> Shut up. Well, there's always, um, Tamari and Shikamaru, because Tamari takes nobody's shit. Hey, why are we talking about Naruto cosplays? Because I don't watch Naruto or read it. Um, because um, we're under the United Banner of Ninjas here. That's why. I'm a samurai. <laughs> Whatever. I ain't a ninja, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Fine. 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 And if we go into the chat room at live.bachnetwork.com. They've come up with more names for your old job. We have <clears throat> Cunt Corner, <laughs> Dick Diner. There's, one, there's a place named that in South Jersey as it is. The Ass Asylum. Now you should have just abbreviated to Ass Asylum. <laughs> Feet Feeling, Jizz Jazz House, The Wet Pussies. Oh my god. Pussy Palace. And Burton Ernie. Oh wait, to talk about something else. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it can kind of apply. I don't think it can. And the fact that Ranger Sarita said Jizz Jazz House, I'm suddenly reminded of Jazz Jack Rabbit. <laughs> you know what I just pictured? What? Someone doing jazz hands and drops of cum like splashing off of their hands. Oh, you've never seen A and B Hell Zero, have you? No, I haven't. You should. You should. Oh, God. <laughs> and they are suggesting couples for you and your boyfriend to cosplay. Bert and Ernie, Usagi and Mamoru, and Ash and Misty. Oh, my God. I say no. no. I say fuck with everybody in the Sailor Fan. Do Ray and Mamoru. That'll fuck with everybody. Now, I think the next ones that we're going to do are... Uh... Lanku and Lucina from Fire Emblem Awakening, which everyone keeps saying, oh, you can't pair them. Fuck you, I can. And I'm also going to be doing... He does mid-boss, so I'm thinking of doing Etna because I want to be the cre I want to be a creepy, annoying, pissant, flirty lolly toward him. Wow. Oh, by the way, Avalon? Huh? Get the door. It's FedEx. Your shipping has arrived. Ugh, it took long enough. <laughs> uh, I love this job. 
Uh, my weekend day has been pretty much straightforward. No more working extra overtime. Things have Woo! gotten back down to normal. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I actually went out to a social event on Sunday, hung out with some peeps, which was pretty fun. And this weekend, I didn't go to Comic Con, but I ended up hanging out with GBT for a few other people. We kind of roamed around Manhattan, and we all had ramen burgers and. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, those things look disgusting. Avalon, next time you come into the city, I'm dragging you to Zen Cafe for a ramen burger. It's, yes, please. It's. I said it on my Facebook once, and I'll say it again. The ramen burger. It's so tasty, is almost as good as sex. Keyword being almost. Are you going to try and convince me of it, too? I can't convince anybody, but if I can get three girls to sit there and eat the rom- eat ramen burgers and understand where I'm coming from, and one of those girls orders a second, you tell me. Damn. But what I also did was, I actually, if you go to the website, there are like three restaurants that's deemed as the original ramen burger place. They follow the directions exact. So I went to one of those shops on on Monday. It wasn't as good. And you know it's kind of sad when an imitation is better than the original? Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see, and packing for AAC. I got stuff packed together yet strewn all over. Got some last minute stuff to throw in there. And in order for, and I, get, I'm, I think I am ready for the formal. Uh, mind you, I spent nearly like an hour in Burlington trying to find slacks in my size. I'm just like son of a bitch. And to answer Ranger Serena, to get these Robin Burgers, if you want to go to the place that I think is the best, Saint uh, Zen Cafe on Saint Mark's Place. That's where you have to go. If you want to try one of the original locations, it's Ramen Co. New York City. It's on the corner of Pearl and Maiden Lane, so it's over there somewhere. And Nemesis Boy 7 is heavy breathing because he wants to try a ramen burger. Can't say I don't blame the guy. I truly, truly don't. Ah, alright. So, tonight we got a lot of stuff to cover. We got some news behind uh, what's going on with uh, Comic-Con, some news inside Comic-Con, and some news outside of G Comic-Con. And Ranger Serena Zen Cafe, go there. I say we go ahead, take our first break, and when we get back, let's drop, let's drop down and get going. What do you say, team? Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. We'll be back.
interesting talk and discussion going on and something that's very important to all of us here especially since we're all like native New Yorkers New Jerseyans in the Tricy area we're talking pizza Philly has good pizza too oh god yeah but the fact that there's a place out in Chicago, out in, in Denver that has New York style pizza New York style what is this 
a marketing gimmick. I feel like this is the point where I need to direct everyone to that John Stewart rant about pizza. Oh, please do if if I don't do it first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> By all means, the floor is yours. Mostly <laughs> <clears throat> because the, it was after uh, Donald Trump went on a self promotion tour with Sarah Palin in New York, and they stopped for a slice of quote unquote pizza. And then John rattles off like about like a dozen different places to serve you know actual good pizza, and I think they went to some uh, some chain place. They went to Famous Familias. That's the one. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go chain, at least Famous Rays, at least. But most people tell you L&B Spumoni Gardens, and I'll tell you this right now: I think their pizza sucks. And I Ooh. live like three. I live like ten minutes from the joint. And I've already also, said it before. And I'm Trump like, you ate his what? pizza you with a knife me on fork. That. He stacked his fucking slices. But yeah, pizza's serious business in New York City, and uh, going to a chain place like that is a uh, sacrilege. I think, right? This, yeah. <laughs> this is bad when you come visit New York City, and what do you do? Let's go to Olive Garden. The fuck is your problem? <laughs> and Domino's and Pizza Hut are right the fuck out. Okay, okay, okay. If you're staying in New York City for a week, I, I, at that point it's okay to go hit up Domino's or Subway, you know, for a snack or a lunch. But for dinner, yeah, yeah no. It's the same shit except it's like $5 more expensive. And then there's the hmm. tip. But yeah, I know better than to eat, eat eat that kind of pizza in New York. I remember there there was a place right in Philly outside of GameWorks that my friend Oshi took me to, um, and they had five different pies up there, each one representing the different boroughs. Me, Andre, Christina, and Silver Phoenix were all staring at them, and they were looking at each other with these odd looks and then staring back. The guy's like, what's the problem? We're like, and we all say in unison, we're from New York City. <laughs> yeah. But as Bob Coffey says, going to New York and not eating at local places, waste of time. Yeah. All right. Um, did, you find that st- did you find that little clip, or shall we go on? Now let's just move on. I can pull it up anytime. All right. Okay. Now, there's one thing I could tell you about the cosplay community. Yes, we fight. We fight amongst ourselves. We're there, catty bitches. There are more fat cosplay factions in the community than there is factions in the WWE, WWF, TNA, ECW, and everything else combined. But when somebody on the outside starts flapping their gums, you best believe everybody comes together like it's the United Nations, and we're ready to drop sanctions. Oh, yeah. And by sanctions, I mean bullets. So, pew, pew. Yeah. So, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how one person said that cosplayers are ruining conventions. Oh, we, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and we determined that it ain't the cosplayers, it's the dealers. You want to keep up and make your money? You got to go with with the trend and what's popular. Now, 
she came back and said, like, I didn't mean it like that. And she said something else, which pissed off more people. But she got what she wanted, publicity out of it, and probably make some money. Got stuck with Morton's fork. Yep. And let's go. And now we're getting ready to go mainstream. An article popped up. Now I missed the whole fight on this. I wish I was there to see it. But watching the aftermath, it was glorious, Sparta glorious. Why the rise of cosplay is a bad sign for the U.S. economy. God. Yeah. The long story short is that this person goes by the name of James. He pretty much writes this story, assumes that pretty much every single cosplayer out there are unemployed people who collect um, disability, unemployment, money from their parents, and just make costumes and so forth and go to conventions. Uh, I remember the last time I... I, I saw know, an article about true. some pretentious, pretentious assholery towards our uh, fellow cosplayers. And this is why I have to play Yaki Sack because this story is so fucking stupid. I'll admit, there are some cosplayers out there that collect disability or are unemployed. Legitimate reasons, it happens. Trust me. I was I- one of them for a while. So was I. But. The majority of cosplayers out there, by majority, I'm saying 85 to 90 percent, have legitimate jobs. I do tech support. I have my own place. I pay my bills. I go out and have fun. And I go to conventions. Ari here works for the state of Jersey. Pays his bills. Has fun goes to conventions. Avalon works for our design firm. Pays her bills. Has a social life. Goes to conventions. And you know what else we all have in common? We pay our taxes so that the economy can continue going. So, I think what was salt in the open wound is that he also compared this he said this is mostly based off of Heroes of Cosplay. Oh, God. Yeah, that's the perfect like source material. I want you to know from episodes uh, four, let's see, three, four, five, and six are still on my DVR. I have not watched them. I don't think I'm going to watch them. I'm just too lazy to delete them. This guy's <laughs> premise didn't just, didn't just not get off the ground. It exploded on the runway on takeoff. Perhaps. Seriously, as soon as you you start exalting or exonerating heroes of cosplay, you, you know you're fucking up. Yeah, it's like saying, God, how can I? Uh, okay, it's like saying I'm um, using uh, Jersey Shore as the reason why Jersey is so shitty, oh, oh. and the sole reason why it's so shitty. And Mako's in the chat room. Hi, Mako. And she actually somewhat agrees with the story. Not surprised. So, right after this popped up, a bunch of cosplayers just just, just dropped right in and started dropping bombs. We have people who have said, Assholes like you make me ashamed to be a geek. 
um, one person goes, this is clearly the most important issue of our time, if you can only make more people care about this. I'm not seeing the comments anywhere. Uh, no, the second link is on Twitter. I'm just following the, tr- the Twitter thread, and it's quite interesting. Oh, okay. And as one person said, as cosplayers, we do this because we like to do it, not because we have nothing better to do. And one person, goes, one cosplayer goes, have you priced decent costuming supplies lately? That is not the arena of the unemployed. Which remind, which I have to say, Avalon? Yes? For your costuming supplies and materials, what's the most expensive thing you've purchased? The most expensive thing I've purchased? Yeah, something that's like near heart attack. Um, I'd have to say... Oh god, that's hard. I'd have to say all of my spandex fabric. That there stuff you can run you completely, like, just dry. Same thing with the fur that I use for my sand cloak. I wasn't even, like, making a frame out of it. Like, it was just gonna be, like, one big blob-shaped cloak because it's so irregular, it looks like a pelt. And that stuff cost me, like, 20 bucks a yard, and I needed three yards, and I'm just like, oh god, what? But also, the amount of times that I've just constantly bought Mod Podge and all different types of glues, I probably have spent like hundreds of dollars just in different types of glues to hold everything together. Mm-hmm. And shoes. I use a lot of shoes for like boot covers and the bases of um, shoes for costumes. So Payless has been welcoming me with open arms since I started cosplaying. Is it enough to the point where you just say, like, here, just take these shoes or just take these free shoes? Oh, God, if only. <laughs> Alright. I think we've kind of beaten this into, um, into submission. The point is, is this shit's expensive and yeah. it's still a hobby, but we, we know how to balance our hobbies with our uh, real lives. Of course. Exactly. The, the thing is... It's not that cosplay is ruining the economy. It's that people who don't know how to balance their finances with their social life and their personal hobbies are the reasons why the economy can kind of be meh. Mm -hmm. But that goes for any hobby, not just cosplay. There you go. And honestly, I know a lot of cosplayers who pretty much spend most of their money on on their cosplays, which is cool. But I'm just saying... Don't you have this to pay? Um, aren't your lights about to get cut off? Um, you know, priorities. And then we have Kickstarters that start up. <laughs> oh, let's not even. Sorry. Let's not. Now, let's talk about weapons. Now, a picture a friend of mine took. She posted on her Facebook, and I went and shared it, which pretty much got about over 25,000 hits. What you see is a guy holding a large garbage pail, and weapons upon weapons are in said garbage pail. It seems that on Thursday, uh, New York Comic Con was confiscating weapons, and that caused an issue amongst various cosplayers, which I understand. They're basic rule was your, your weapons had to be made of foam and cardboard. Fair enough. You could do that. Sure, why not? 
But then we see bows, swords, katanas, keyblades, and garbage bins being rolled out. And at the time, they were confiscating your weapons and you were not getting them back. And people started sneaking into different entrances to get their weapons in. It was then later said that they will confiscate weapons, but you will get it back at the end of the day when you turn in your ticket. Which was not mentioned on the website at all. You had to find this out through various people. And Avalon, they didn't give you any troubles with your weapons, did they? Um, here's the thing. I snuck one of my weapons in. Oh, <laughs> you are so reeking. But, I mean, shut up. Um... No, the my sword that I had for Psylocke was completely made out of foam. It was just really stiff, and they had to, like, you know, feel along the blade. And I was just like, here, you can check it out. But my side were made out of rubber. But they were really, they were, they got a, had a pretty good, like, whip to them if you got smacked with it. So I was thinking, okay, they're going to give me trouble for that. Hmm. And I didn't want to risk it. So we snuck it in through uh, Danny's backpack, and we were fine. There you go. Yeah. Um, my, one of my, my bro, Diamatrex. He couldn't get it with his gun blade, so he got in. He went into another entrance, but they just let him walk right through. <laughs> there you go. And like I said, they changed the rules where if it looked like a weapon, it was being confiscated. And it was. And I was telling cosplayers that I knew if you contacted the people about it, and they said it was okay, print out the email and show up with it. That way, you had proof. But it seems that because of the rule, they tighten up the rules because of. Some of the chaos has been happening in New York City a lot lately, which is kind of understandable. But, and I find it funny, a lot of people saying they don't want to go back to Comic-Con because of this and that. And the sad part is, six months from now, they'll be planning their, um, their trip to New York Comic-Con yet again. Yeah, here's the thing. I saw a lot of weapons that were confiscated, and the email said, just don't be stupid. And a lot of people completely disregarded that email. That's it. They were stupid. It's almost at every single convention, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Um. Just imagine the amount of time and hours and uh, money that uh, went into these if you couldn't get them back, all pissed away. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. If you spent so much money on on your weapon and your prop, and it's against the rules, and they still and they take it, you have no one but to blame but yourself because you don't want to try to be slick about it. Yeah, I kind of have to agree with that, personally. And as Critical Myth said, he was doing Attack on Titan cosplay. He had to sneak his weapons in. Like a ninja. Now, one question popped up that why is it unfair for cosplayers to have their weapons in, but Jessica Negri, Yaya Han, Kamui, and these other famous cosplay famous cosplayers were able to bring their weapons in? Or how is it that you can buy these weapons and so forth it's like this when it comes to buying weapons you're not getting that actual sword on the display it's in a box and you're supposed to take that weapon that's in the box to your room or off the premises and that's the rule across they're the very board. clear about that yeah too. that's at any convention and as for these cosplayers who have their weapons let me tell you something when you when you can drop two to three thousand dollars on a table in the artist alley or dealers hall, you could bring whatever fucking weapon you want to bring, and that's the truth. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people were complaining about how so many, like, bigger-name cosplayers, like, could. But here's the thing. They were at their booth. They weren't running amok. Plus, in order for them to, like, have booths and be kind of, like, I guess celebrity uh, cosplayers, they have to show a certain level of professionalism. Mm -hmm. So I'd assume that if they were asked, then they have a reputation of not, like, swinging their sword around right. or whatever. And still, there are still people who are complaining that that is totally not un that is totally not fair. Yeah, well, life's not fair. They need to die. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis Leary. <laughs> All right. No, I would have said life's not fair. Get a fucking helmet. Well, that too. I'll take it either way. <laughs> okay, Avalon. Tell us about Comic Con. What happened? Some of the good shit. Oh, boy. Here we go. Get your popcorn and your soda and your tea, people. It's about to go down. Yeah. Um, Comic-Con, believe it or not, this was not my favorite year for it. I'm not surprised. I've been hearing that from a lot of people. What happened? I mean, you have to think about it in a certain way that it's become very commercialized. And because it's been so commercialized... Like, the nerd fandom has not turned into something for the nerds anymore. It's turned into everyone. Becoming a geek has become, like, the cool thing to do. And therefore, you have all these outsiders wanting to become insiders. And those insiders aren't exactly aware of, you know, social norms and what's acceptable. We didn't spend years of social outcasters. Outsiders can come in and fuck it up for everyone. You know what it is? Yeah. We spent all these years as social outcasts. And you know what happened? The new chic geeks come in, grab us, and send us to the back of the line. They're like, uh, yeah, you guys belong back there. What the fuck? You know? Yeah. And you see, the problem is, is that... God, how do I put this? Um, what you want. Well, this was the year that I was sexually harassed more than any other convention that I've ever been to in five years of going to them. Oh, God. Oh, fuck. All right, now, is this where you're going to go into your rant? Oh. Okay. Yep. Okay, let, let, let me cue up your music, because I think you'll like it, and here we go. Oh. Like. Oh, this is perfect. So, where should I fucking start? At the beginning. Alright, well, I lost track at how many times I was sexually harassed over the entire course of the weekend. However, while there were some, like, the worst happened out on the streets, a lot happened inside. I had several people, like, screaming things out to me, both when I was in and out of cosplay, number one. Number two, I was groped. And number three, when I was Melina, which regardless of this not being a costume that leaves a lot to the imagination. Right. Um, well, uh, let's just say that I was in the middle of a photo shoot with like six photographers. And there was a guy that pushed through the crowd, got on his hands and knees, and was taking, not on his hands and knees, got on his knees with a little tiny point and click and was taking pictures of my ass and my crotch. What a delight. 
and walked away like nothing in the world was wrong. And here's the thing. Normally everyone would say, oh, well, you know, cosplay, uh, everyone had those cosplay does not equal consent things. One person that I did know who was groped at the con went to go and report it and they claimed that there was nothing that they could do. It was kind of like one of those, oh, we'll look into it and then it was brushed off. But the fact that there were so many warnings around, I feel like everyone did their best to toe the line and get away with as much as they possibly could. Because they see all those signs and they think, well, fuck you, I'm going to be as big as a pervert and an asshole as I want. You're not going to do anything about it. Well, I mean, not just that, but I mean, also, when you saw those signs around, I kind of look at it a psychological way where the people that you see that are much more outgoing would probably be the best people to stay away from because those are the people that are likely going to call you out on your bullshit and make a big stink about it. If you were to go to someone that was much more quiet and shy and you were to harass them, chances are they would put up less of a fight and kind of like fall back and like nothing would change. They could still get away with what they wanted. So they were kind of, a few of them I see were kind of being strategic with it. It's like I said, you build a better mouse trap, you'll get a better you get a better mouse. Yeah. Now I'll tell you this. Let me be there if you or someone I know that got harassed. You best believe I'm gonna walk over to that person, pull them aside, and have and direct them to staff or security. Be like, yes, I saw this happen. Yeah. I'm be like, I would do something like, about it. You know, no, then they'll turn that. all their piss and vinegar on you. Let them. I mean, I'm not going to chase them down and attack them like what some cosplayers have done. I mean, I commend you, but in something like this, two wrongs don't make a right, because that can blow up in your face. Yeah. I don't know, but the, the offender might say, it might take a, how dare you get offended at me molesting you kind of argument. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, um, let's see, the problems that I had with New York Comic Con, um, to be honest, like, I mean, it gets crowded, we far surpassed any type of attendance that San Diego Comic Con has ever reached, and while that's good, it also, you know, lets in every, all the wrong types of people. The other problem that I had was one of the after-parties. I only went to the Saturday after-party sponsored by Sonic Boombox. And it was held at a place called The Slate, which was far, far, far away. I'd say probably about 20 blocks from... uh, 20 blocks down and two blocks over from the Javits Center. It was a long fucking walk. I'm not surprised, because usually after our venue, like, it's always... Yeah. Yeah, but... The venue, I mean, it was really nice. And there was plenty of room, and there were pool tables, and there was plenty to do. I had a problem with how they ran the bar. You had to have a minimum of $30 to open a tab. What? I only hit $24, and they held onto my card. And I didn't, like, they wouldn't give it back. Well, how expensive were the drinks? 20 bucks a piece, if it was a mixed drink. Ugh. Look, I went out with some friends Saturday night. We went to one place in Brooklyn. The drinks was good, but fourteen dollars. I'm like, God, you kiss my ass. Damn. Yeah. 
And if we go into the chat room real quick, um, at live.vodnetwork.com. Critical Myth says, that anti-harassment policy really worked great, huh? Um, let's see, Nemesis 27 says, he didn't bring weapons since, uh, Glass City Con doesn't allow airsoft. Um, Critical Myth also says he owes you and the boy an anniversary drink. Aww, thank you, Critical Myth. He's, oh, he's good, dude. He's a good dude. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Yeah, pretty much everybody in agreement. Nemesis Mako's prepared to uh, go to jail for uh, beating the shit out of someone. Oh, you want to know something? I ain't gonna stop her. To which I responded, You're prepared to, for us to help her dispose of the body. And Nemesis 27 says, If someone did that to Serenity, I demand the picture be deleted or else I'd kick ass. I'd delete it after you kick their ass, you know. Make sure they get the point. Yeah, the problem is that asshole that took pictures of me did it not once, not twice, but three times and walked away like nothing was wrong. Man, look. Three fucking times. I was just... I was appalled. Because... And the thing is... I, sh like... I should have said something, but at the same time, I shouldn't have to say something. People should just, like, realize, yeah, just because my body is out there, it doesn't mean that it's advertising that it's, you can make it what, like, you can make it something that you will physically, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, just because I'm out there in sexy clothing doesn't mean that I am open season and that you can, like, do with my body as you wish. Because remember, in order to take a picture of me, you still need to ask a, you still need to ask permission. Oh, actually, that brings me to my next argument. Yeah, uh, yeah. This, when, you, when you bring that up, I have something to follow up with that with as well. Yeah. So. This year was the year of the butt hurt person when it came to turning down photos. Now, I was in stiletto heels as Psylocke, mm -hmm. and I was in stiletto heels that were an inch and a half higher as Melina. Mm -hmm. I was walking around those two days. For five, six hours in those shoes, I was in absolute agony, so I would have to sit down a lot and rest my legs. And I couldn't necessarily take my shoes off because they were glued onto my legs, and I didn't have that much left over to kind of like, you know, set them back. So I would often have to sit down and kind of take a breather. And I told all these people, like, people would ask me for pictures, and I'd say, I'm sorry, but I have to go, or I'm sorry, but I, like, I can't because mm -hmm. posing still takes a lot of energy out of you. If you want to strike a good pose, and I want to, I don't want to like make one where I'm like schlepping over, I have to straighten my back and put all of my weight onto the balls of my, not the balls of my feet, but the fronts of my feet, which add to the pain. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, I can't necessarily do that. And of course it makes me feel bad. I don't like turning people down for photos. And I feel really bad whenever I do. But this year, for some people, when I turned them down for photos, they came right back with snarky remarks. I got called poor. I got called slut bitch when I told people I couldn't and that I was sorry. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? You don't get the fucking picture. You're an asshole. Yeah, once the obscenities come out, you just go, fuck you. Yeah, yeah I was like, I told someone that I was sorry that I couldn't like take a picture and he goes, whatever, slut. And I'm just like, ooh. What did I do to you? I'm in pain. I went to her like, yo, excuse you, motherfucker? I will stick this high heel up your dick hole if you 
if that's the attitude you're going to take. I mean, as a photographer, I hear it at least once a day that someone, they wait till they, I'm like, sure, no problem. And there are times where I see a cop just sitting there. I'm like, you don't, don't get up. This is perfect. You know? And I understand. I respect that. You know? If you really want to picture that badly, find them on Facebook. Send them on Forget I even said that. Forget I even said that. Yeah, I mean, I tried my best, and I was actually, when I was Melina, after one day of wearing stilettos, I was trying so hard to, you know, make everybody happy, but it got to the point where my legs were so wobbly that I almost fell because I did not have any energy in my legs anymore, so I had to keep sitting down, and people still didn't understand. And you can tell that they were like people that were normally con goers because they would be disappointed but they would say like that's okay these people were angry at me and i was like dude i'm just in pain and i need to take a break and i can't pose for your camera i didn't kill your whole fucking family calm down mm-hmm. although if that's the attitude they're gonna take of course they do yeah. i meant about and- the part about kill the indiscriminate killing <laughs> yeah, I just... You want to uh, give you something to bitch about? Mm. Yeah, I just... This this year, it kind of like brought a lot in perspective to me of how Comic-Con has become less about the nerds and more about commercialism and drawing in as many people as possible. Oh and a lot of those people don't respect cosplayers. They think that we're personal performers there that they're also paying for, and therefore we have to perform for them mm-hmm. however they choose they don't understand that we're attendees too we're human we have like limits we need to eat we need to rest we need to enjoy time with our friends and just because they catch us at a bad time we're not saying that it's their fault that they caught us at a bad time and it's not saying that it's our fault but it's have more sympathy toward other people. Exactly. If you want to have a good experience, you know, treat your fellow man as your fellow man, not as some type of circus freak that if you snap your fingers, they're going to try to balance like a plate on their on their nose, like a seal. What was but, the attendance this year? Like 150,000? 151,000 attendance. Now, at least a good 10% of those were bootlegs. Now, before we get into that, in the chat room, Ranger Serena wants you to know, Avalon, that next year she'll be a personal, angry, big back mama bodyguard. Ranger Serena, I need to give you a hug for just saying that. That means a lot. Thank you. And I'm picturing a scene out of The Color Purple where Miss Sophia knocked the dude out. That's what I'm picturing. Now, I picture the first episode of Bleach. Like, the spit, the jumping spin kick to the face as soon as he walks in. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah. That's why I'd do it. Some fries, motherfucker. Supplies, motherfucker. All rise, motherfucker. <laughs> I was talking about the uh, My Way Entertainment gag dub of the uh, first episode of Bleach. I know. <laughs> but um, now here's something. Now, all of, mostly all of last week, I have been posting pictures of my sister and my niece. They were Sailor Moon and Sailor Chibi Moon. And I'm telling my friends, look out for them. Get pictures of them. Now, my niece, she loved Comic-Con, getting all the attention. She just loved it. And what's also awesome is that three of my friends ran into her and got pictures with her. And that that really meant a lot to me. Now, 
as my sister was telling me, as they were leaving the convention, my niece was telling people, no pictures, no pictures, you know. And people were still snapping pictures because she, the main thing was, she is so cute as Chibi Moon. Yes, I understand my niece is cute as Chibi Moon, but it, she doesn't... You at least ask permission to take a picture. Yeah. Of both the parent and the kid. Yes. So what we're doing for so what's gonna happen for the next convention that they go to, I am going to create little signs that she can walk around with and wear so that people know if it's okay to take her picture or not. That's a good idea. Yeah. My only issue is is finding the font. Like, you know the the, the all the Sailor Moon merch, that font they use for Sailor Moon, Mercury. I'm looking for that particular font so I can make the signs. Hopefully I'll find it. And as Ranger Serena says, oh, hell no, Avalon. Hold my earrings and my wig, girl. <laughs> and we go back to that scene. Hold my moons, girl. No, girl, hold my moons. <laughs> okay, now, let's get back on the road here. Now, as you were saying, uh, Avalon. Hmm. Is there anything specific that you guys would like to know about Comic-Con or, like, how I saw it? or Yeah, how, yeah, how you saw it. Like, what? Um, what did you hit up any panels? I never go to panels, especially in New York Comic Con, because then I would have to wait for years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On your feet oh, in those heels? Yeah. How about no? Um. Although I am really happy because when I went in there, I noticed that one of my favorite video games of all time is getting a sequel. Which one? Killing Floor. Hmm. How about that? For those of you that don't know what Killing Floor is, think of it as Left 4 Dead, but more of a dystopic, grungy, steampunk set in the UK type of Left 4 Dead. And instead of involving zombies, it involves monsters that are like zombies that kind of like take on a Left 4 Dead Resident Evil feel, and they're called specimens. So it's a mixture of monsters and humanoid characters and zombies and things with, like, technology, like, mounted into them. It's really creepy. The soundtrack is all metal music. It's just, it's a fantastic game. And when I saw Killing Floor 2, I was just like, heavy breathing, heavy breathing, heavy breathing. Need a paper bag. Need a paper bag. (laughs) I was just, I was over the moon. I was so happy. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on Vognetwork.com, use the passphrase "freckle." Fair enough. Um, did you? Did you? Uh, what? How were the cosplays? The cosplays? Um, there were a lot of people that stepped it up. I was very impressed with what I saw. Awesome. Um, I know that two of my friends, Mark and uh, Dolly, did. Uh, God, uh, Thor and Lady Sin, I think her name was. Forgive me because I'm not like that comic book savvy. And they won Best in Show in the Cosplay competition. I was really proud of them. And my friend Mark is an absolute master when it comes to armor and molding and wearing and painting EVA foam. He's just, he's fantastic. And just seeing like all of these, like, I, I don't know, people really people really fucking stepped it up, and I was very, very, very impressed. I noticed there were a lot of kids that were in pretty elaborate cosplays. There, were like, there was this one very tiny Mad Hatter from the Alice in Wonderland movie, and I was just like, oh, 
Oh, precious baby, come here. Let me hold you. <laughs> awesome. I like the, I like hearing stuff like that. The new generation rolling right in. Yeah. The ones that actually want to cosplay and enjoy and not just do it to be seen and you know be social uh, and lead us asshole about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, like, people can disagree, but I love seeing when families cosplay together. However, I have discovered this year's new Deadpool cosplay. As in, remember a couple years ago? When, huh? The pool family? <sighs> well, the family through a different, uh, like, dimensions in the uh, Marvel Universe. There's a, like, there's, a, there's a lady Deadpool, like a floating zombie head Deadpool, and like oh, a little and kid Deadpool. Oh no, that's not what I meant at all. Uh -oh. Um, no. you know how a couple, you know how a couple years ago, Deadpool was like the cosplay that everyone was like a they had to cosplay as him. Mm -hmm. Anybody want to take a guess at who took his place this year? Who? Star Lord. Oh yeah, yeah. But I don't Star Lord. Think, I don't think Star Lord meta cosplay would uh, make as much sense. Serenity1488 wants to know were there any ball pit cosplays? Actually, one of my friends did go as a ball pit. <laughs> and yes, I did fondle his balls thoroughly. Thank you for asking. Oh, <laughs> you perv. What? He offered, so okay, it was technically a... consent. Fair okay, game. okay. See, that's a like, that's a uh, example of consent, you know, happening. Very explicit consent. Yep. <laughs> He didn't, like, you didn't get to funneling his balls, and all of a sudden he just stops and, like, backs away and, like, freaks out or some shit. Nah. <laughs> oh, oh, that reminds me. Um, no, wait, it doesn't remind me. Uh, Mako said in the chat that there was a guy there who dresses every single Johnny Depp character at the same time. Did you see him? No, I didn't, actually. That upsets me. Now I wish I did. Hmm. The uh, picture's floating around Facebook, if you can find it. Oh, man. I'll definitely have to look for it. Um, let's see. What else? Is By chance, did you go to the X Japan concert? Actually, no, I didn't. What uh, night was that, anyway? Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday night, I had anniversary dinner and the party, so I was not going to go to a concert. Fair enough. Also, after wearing heels, do you really think I would want to be bouncing around at a concert? Especially after Yoshiki did a stage dive? Yeah. He did? Yeah, here, I'll hold you up! Oh, God, no! <laughs> I think that's, that's J-Rock's equivalent to WWE's wrestling's holy shit moments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now, do you see yourself going back next year? Do I see myself going back? Um, to be honest, I'm going to have to think about it. Good. This year, I just... I don't know. There was something about it that I wasn't too... I, I don't know. Some of the magic is really gone. It was my first ever con, and it wasn't as crowded back then. It wasn't as commercialized. Mm -hmm. And these days, it's... I, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I feel you on that. Because honestly, I have really no desire to go back unless New York Comic Con does the following. They bring in the cast of Ranma 1 Half, whether it's the Japanese 
or American voice actors and actresses. Or Megumi Hayashibara is there. Or Rumiko Takahashi is there. I will show up in cosplay, get my signatures, and then I will leave. That is it. <laughs> I mean, and you're also, right. you got to be nicer to press people, but yeah. that goes without saying. Yeah. And I agree how it's just become a little bit too... It's become way too commercialized. It's all about the almighty dollar. Yes, in the end, conventions, even ones that say they're not-for-profit, all conventions are out to make a profit, whether to have the money, to have the funds for a following year, to pay, whatever. But it just boils down to that customer service grab, which is one reason why I love ZenkaiCon. It's just like, the whole staff is like a giant family. And they're there to help look out for you one way or another. And that's, you know, that's something I really look forward to. So, uh, let's see what else is there. Um... We do have some um, interesting uh, news that came out of Comic-Con. Let me cover that briefly. Um, As you know, Bandai is no more, so a lot of fans are like, Oh my god, my Gundams! My Gundams! Well, Sunrise, the studio that is behind Mobile Suit Gundam, is joining forces with Right Stuff to release the Gundam franchise stateside. Um, let's see. They're partnering with Right Stuff to release the uh, Gundam franchise. Uh, next, they're going to release the first Mobile Suit Gundam series and turn a Gundam um, spring 2015, which is pretty cool. Which means to most of the fangirls who got into Gundam, you'll be getting your Gundam wing real soon. And turn mm-hmm. a Gundam hasn't been released stateside yet, has it? Has what? Turn a Gundam hasn't been I, released here, has it? Yet? No, I heard that was like the one of the worst Gundam series. Really? Because, oh, I, I haven't seen it, number one. Number two, Mobile Fighter G Gundam is supposed to be pretty derisive, too. Mm. Um, they are working on bringing a new series over, um, Gundam The Origin, which is probably, like, how it Gundam became to be. And and it's going to be dubbed by a studio called NYAV Post. I wonder if it's, it's probably a local group. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, let's see what else we have here. Um, speaking of right stuff, uh, pre they're now taking pre-orders for Brick 2 of Sailor Moon, which is the first, which is episodes 24 to 46. It's coming out February 10th, 2015. Um, there'll be a Blu-ray DVD edition for 70 bucks, and a DVD only, which will be 45 bucks. And if you get it through Right Stuff, the DVD Blu-ray combo is only $57. And it's going to come with a lot of extras, like coverage of the panels at AX, um, the full announcement, interviews with the cosplay teams, and art galleries, and a lot more. And I find it interesting that Brick 1 is not even out yet, but they're already taking pre-orders for the second Brick. I am a consumer whore. And how? <laughs> and just so you know, ten minutes right after I heard that, pull up my credit card, went the right stuff, reserved, done. It's our <laughs> uh... Any reason why they're calling them bricks by any chance? Just saying. 
Uh, I oh. call they call them bricks because this way they're designed. You know, like you have one one like collection of episodes and a second collection of episodes. Um, Dark Tetsuya. To answer your question, Gundam Build Fighters. Think of it as Angelic Lair for Boys or Pokemon, if you will. You're pretty much building your own Gundam and you're competing with it. And you're fighting and you're battling with it. That's pretty much the long and short of it. It's a great series. Or maybe it's the tendency of people to like beat some to uh, recommend an anime they like to uh, others, like to the point where it's like beating them over the head with a brick. Like, hey, you gotta watch this. Thunk, 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 thunk. Yeah, but sometimes when you beat somebody over the head with with it, with something, it's usually not all that good. Or overhyped or something. I'm just guessing mm-hmm. at this point, really. You've got the overhype part right now. Um, let's see. Um, we'll cover this real quick. Um, who all remembers Toonami? I do. Duh. <laughs> Ten anime that define the Toonami generation's childhood. Oh, here we go. Number one, Dragon Ball Z. Duh. Yeah, I mean, who? That was a staple of, of um of Toonami. Number two, my neighbor Totoro. I didn't know that made it to Toonami. Um, yeah. I don't remember. They may have aired it a couple times, but. But the list here, it's not all titles that were on Toonami, but they were on Kids WB, Fox Kids, all over. Pretty much, this is stuff that you may have watched while being part of the Toonami Kids generation. Number three, Yu-Gi-Oh! Not gonna argue with that one. Mm-hmm. Number four, Sailor Moon. That's another big duh one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, number five, Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. And cue the fangirls. Exactly. Okay. How to how to get girls into Gundam? Well, most girls. The rest make the range- five prettiest boys in the world you can possibly design and put them in the cockpits of giant robots. Yep. Oh, the shipping throughout Gundam Wing. Oh, lord. Number six, Kiki's Delivery Service. I have this on VHS. Is the tape quality still yeah. passable? This is a retail copy, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it doesn't sound like, like the audio and video is breaking down and it's a car talk over their heads like fish tanks or something like that? Mm-mm. Nothing like that at all. Um, number seven, Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi Universe, and I guess... Tenchi in Tokyo. God, that one sucked. The Tenchi franchise, in other words. Yep. Number eight, Digimon. Of course. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't know Digimon made it to a tsunami, but I guess I was watching in a different area. No, it was on Fox Kids. Oh, okay. Number nine, Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And number ten... Inuyasha. Yup. Yeah. Inuyasha and his brother Seshomaru, or as I like to call him, Fluff Daddy. Fluff Daddy? You've seen Seshomaru. 
that big furry like lining on his uh, robe or whatever. Yes. Looks like one of those huge feather boas. Yeah, I call them Fluff Daddy because most cosplayers say he is so fluffy, he's so fluffy. So I'm like, you know what? Fluff Daddy, why not? He, he has the kind of robe that Ric Flair would wear. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Alright. Now, with the good, we get the bad. And with the bad, we get the good. So we're going to bring things over to the open forum topic. Um, and the open forum topic is where we ask all of you, the fans, your opinion on a topic in anime cosplay fandom. As always, if you don't want us to use your real name, just put in a different name before you post. And we ask you to keep it civil, because we're trying to keep everybody happy here. Bad, this week's open forum topic is bad times at cons. With the good times at conventions, you get the bad times at conventions. Sometimes the bad things is enough for you to just leave all together. Have you ever had a bad experience at a con for any reason at all, and was it enough for you to leave? Um, from Ranger Serena, she says, Otakon when you, she went dressed as, as casual uh, Serena, with the outfit, with, without the wig. And this Japanese couple ran over to get pictures, and they started petting my hair because I had it in a little afro, and they were amazed. And even when I managed to get away, they followed us pointing at it, and I needed all the adults of my daddy because I was that creeped out. Yeah, that wow. does sound a little bit creepy. Wow. Not even a hair fetish, but for a wig. Fake hair. Uh-huh. No, 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 she didn't have the wig. She had her hair puffed out like Usagi's. Oh. Sorry, I read that wrong. No problem. Uh, Nemesis 47, NDK 2013. A former friend accused him of something he didn't do, which he had proof of. And his staff treated him really unfairly. And because of the circumstances... He's no longer attending that convention and yet. Understandable. Uh, Serenity1488 says she can count a few things. And wow, that's a lot of things. Uh, she was accused of thre- se- th- sending a threatening message to one of her closest friends at Colossal. Um, con ops came and they didn't f- find the message and they more or less let it go. But that whole day just killed it for her. Um, I don't really let bad things at conventions happen, get to me, but I'll tell you about Katsukon. I'll make this brief. I ran into an old friend, and I'm like, I think we should talk. Because there's been issues between us, I'm like, let's talk it out. He's like, no, get away from me, I'm like, fine, whatever. And I ran into a couple other people I didn't really care for, whatever. So... I find out that he contacted ConOps and said that I threatened him. So I went to ConOps to counter that. Come to find out that he filed a complaint, and another friend of mine I haven't I don't speak to anymore. We had a falling out back in November, and I said some real foul shit to her, and I was that upset. She evidently saved those messages 
saw me at the convention, went to Conops, and said she felt threatened for her life. And I'm oh, like, geez. I'm like, are you serious? But since there was no proof to connect to everything, they just dropped and they said, if anything else happens, you know, something's going to happen. So, and I'm fine with that. I just find it amusing that um, for the rest of the convention weekend, both of them are big into Sailor Moon. So they had to deal with me at the Sailor Moon shoots. And I paid them no mind. I was, but I was st st quite amused by that. Um, Avalon, Ari, you ever had like a bad experience like that? You go first, Ari. Uh, let's see. Probably the first Katsukon I went to. It was the first convention after my first... It was the second convention I went to ever. It was after that first Otakon. The, uh, it was around the DC earlier. It was a girl I was dating at the time. And uh, we ended up breaking up after that over the phone. Mm -hmm. Then they ended up staying away from Katsukon for years after that. Gotcha. I can understand that feeling. Haven't seen her since, but, uh, you know, there's nothing you know, negative or any animosity between us or anything True. like that. True. Avalon? Um, hmm, bad experiences, bad experiences. Um, I guess I did have one. Oh. Well, one that's related to yours. Oh, wow. Because I've had a ton of bad experiences in regards to creepers, being groped, being harassed, being stalked, being a ton of shit like that. But I guess the one thing that I kind of is related to yours is I was constantly tense at Anime Next of this past year because of... Uh, well, once upon a time, I was involved with someone who had a girlfriend for seven months, and it was not something that I'm proud of, and I will never be proud of, and I have admitted that I have been at fault at it, and it was knowing that it was their home con, and that it was a small con, and that if I ran into them, my, like, anxiety would have been triggered, and I would have had to, like, get to someone that I knew fast, so I had to be with someone the entire day. I was terrified to be alone. And I didn't run into them, but it was the fear of knowing that I could that kept me from having as much fun as I possibly could. Gotcha. Well, at least, you know, it's all in the past. So we can just stroll around and be like, we got this. this. You know, don't even worry about the rest of them. Mm -hmm. But um, as we're talking about this, the Skype line is open. So if you went to the Extra Japan concert, you went to Comic Con, or you want to cover something that we talked about briefly on the podcast, drop us a line. Our uh, Skype line is Anime Jam Session. All calls will be cut to two minutes due to time constraints. Something I should have said earlier before we went into the open forum topic. And this old computer acting retarded just kind of threw my game off for tonight. Plus, there is a meowing cat outside my window. Is it the same one that keeps hanging around your, your place? Yup. He just wants you to love it. I, and I want to, but I can't keep her. She's loud. If she was more quiet, then it wouldn't bother me as much. But I don't need the upstairs neighbors saying anything. You know? Mm -hmm. That amp, believe it or not, my, my apartment is too small 
for it's too small for that in the first fucking place. So, yeah. and we actually have a call on the Skype line. Hey, bitches! What do you want? Oh, I'm God. I'm just saying hi. Well, then I should hang up now. Goodbye. That that's just rude. <laughs> How do you feel? Like absolute shit. Did you go back to that Chinese food place again? Uh, no, I actually went to Burger King. Oh, Lawsuit. that's even worse. Yeah. Lawsuit. Yeah, there, I, I guess there's a reason why there's absolutely nobody in that restaurant at 5 o'clock <laughs> at night. Ooh. <laughs> that, and you probably haven't developed a tolerant for the uh, quote-unquote food that fast food joints provide. I don't know. I'm guessing. I I don't know how it works with you, with other people. Hmm. All right. So earlier you you mentioned how the article was uh, about the cosplayers was clickbaiting, and I was slightly off. The floor is yours. Well, basically, the article was talking more about how he's viewed things in Japan itself, and a lot of what is going on now in America happened in Japan where kids were getting out of college and weren't able to find the high jobs and the great jobs that they went to college for right out of college. So a lot of them ended up back at home and they didn't, it wasn't really a negative thing of, you know, Oh, you're being at home and you're wasting money or anything like that. It was more along the lines of because they were home and they had the extra money, they were able to put their time and energy into being creative because, I mean, after all the disappointments of not finding a job and not finding work, it was a release and something that they could go to and enjoy. At least that's what I pulled from the article. Mm. But then again, I'm living it. I think we're all living that in one form or another. Yeah, pretty much. Ain't no shame in your game. Yeah, so that's that's what the article was more about. It wasn't that cosplay is a sign of, you know, the end times or something, but more along the lines of more people have time to cosplay, either because they are living at home and don't have to put expenses towards... Um, you know, rent and taking care of house and home and things like that. Or just the fact that, you know, they need something to relieve them of the stress of everyday life. Which, not for sure nothing, you but far you know, enough in the economy we live in, life is pretty some, damn stressful. Yep, yep. You will find some whack job who associates cosplay with the demonic shit and or the end times. No, oh, please. There are whack jobs that look at the fucking streetlights and go, "Oh my God, it's green. Oh my God, it's red. It's the end of the times." <laughs> what about the Roman Sor- Catholic Church? Sorcery. What about the yeah. Roman Catholic Church? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I went there. Uh... Like, how did you idiots manage to travel forward through time? If you're if you're blown away by a fucking streetlight. Gone. Hey, you never know. They could be Amish. 
She's got a point. As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. Ugh. Anyway, I'm gonna go because this connection really, really sucks. But you're coming in pretty loud, crystal, and clear on our end. On my end, you guys are nothing but static and scratchiness, and I can barely understand what you guys are saying. What did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I think that was a successful one. <laughs> All right. Um. We're going to go ahead and switch gears. I do news from Japan. And I have to say, Mako-chan's gotten us some quite some interesting stuff here. Mako-Zuma's revenge it's going to turn into. You do realize next time we go to our house, we can't drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll go ahead and take the first one. Y'all can take yeah, the yeah, next yeah. I'll be puking into his mouth. She'll be standing there going over, here going revenge. <laughs> no, she'll be standing there grinning like Morticia Adams in that um and that one meme. Okay, Saitama policeman fired, charged for riding motorbike after drinking alcohol. But before I get into before I get into that, we have a call on the Skype line. You're live on Anime Jam Session. Who are we talking with tonight? Uh, this is Rageinator. Hey, Rageinator. Hello. Hello. What's up? Not much. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight, bro? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, now, you guys know me. I'm the, the guy that loves to point out freebies, so mm -hmm. I thought I'd point out a couple freebies that you guys maybe uh, like to know about. Um, currently over on, um, iTunes, uh, the first, uh, episode of season two of A Certain Magical Index is free. Cool. Uh, now also the first, you know, the pilot episode of Star Wars Rebels is also free, although technically that's not anime, but, uh, now, for, uh, for those of you that are gamers and have Steam accounts, on the 16th of October, starting at 10, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific, for 24 hours, uh, Payday to Heists will also be free. Cool. All right, well, I'm going to let you go because, like, uh, 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 Mako-chan pointed out, your end is uh, kind of scratchy on... Uh, not Skype, so I'll uh, let you guys go. Okay. Not helping. Yeah. Right. <laughs> have have a good one. All right. Thank you, bro. All right. Bye. Right, bye. See you later. <sighs> well, I need to take a lesson from Loki from OLR. What's that? Turn off your porn torrents when you're podcasting. Um. Type of porn you're downloading, Rana. Oh, the usual. Why do you that ask? That explains nothing. Yeah, really. Why do you ask? Why do you want some of the porn that I have? No. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> you thirsty little fella? 
curves <laughs> the lot of yous. Anyway, uh, what were you saying about this uh, drunk policeman? Right. Oh, God. Hell is wrong with y'all. A 29-year-old Saitama Prefecture policeman from the Tokokorozawa police station has been charged with riding his motorcycle while under the influence of alcohol. Prefecture police said the officer had been dismissed and his case sent to prosecutors. According to investigators, on August 5th, the consumer, the officer consumed five 500-milliliter cans of chew-high alcohol while on duty at the police station. I guess he didn't want to go ahead and knock out a six-pack on shift, huh? Wait, what kind of alcohol is this? Chew-high alcohol. It's, is it like weak or strong it's, stuff? No, or? It's a sweet alcohol. It's like a Japanese equivalent to the schnapps. Oh. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of alcohol. But you also gotta understand the Japanese have a very low tolerance of alcohol. It's something in their genetic code. Oh. He rode his motorbike to a traffic stop where he was on duty, but another officer noticed he was he was still drinking and reported his behavior. The reason why he was drinking, because it was the stress of his job. Yeah. Well, I guess now we can't entirely blame him. Yes. Because we all know when the customers leave, Avalon goes into the stash and pulls out her flask. No, because they're not in a stressful job anymore. Well, I'm just saying at the time. Oh, yeah. Well, now if I, I can just go on my workout, like, I can just go on my lunch hour and stop by at Tavern on Main Street and I can have a beer. I know. Isn't that awesome? Oh, my God. It's so great. <laughs> Hey, just wait, just wait till you, your company starts doing catering. You did see that, that Chipotle picture I posted, right? Yes, I did. That can happen. <laughs> Alright, who wants to take the next article? I'll take it. Go for it. A man robs a convenience store, then tries to hit another one five minutes later. What? What a fucking genius this guy is. Again, I say, you thirsty little fella? <laughs> Police are looking for a man who robbed the convenience store in Tokyo's Shinagawa d- ward and then tried to rob another store 200 meters away only five minutes later. Mm. According to police, the man entered the first store around 3.30 a.m. on Saturday. TV Asahi... As- Asahi... Why do I keep stumbling over that? TV Asahi reported he threatened a 23-year-old store clerk with a knife and demanded money. He left with about 60,000 yen, a little under 600 bucks. Or a little over 600 bucks. Uh, Five minutes later, the same man, seen on surveillance camera footage, entered another store nearby, threatened a clerk, and demanded money. However, the clerk sounded the alarm and fled with nothing. Jeez. And what is that, 60,000? Like, that's not a whole lot of money. Uh, that's enough to buy, like, I guess, two Wii U units? <laughs> Yeah, great description. Wearing a blue shirt. But I guess, you know, people are idiots, and this is why he. This is why he robbed two stores in about five minutes, or tried to. Because mm. he's a fucking idiot. It's like those people who rob a bank and then they try to rob it again five minutes. Like another one, like five minutes down the road. 
And as Dungeon Buster says, Grand Theft Convenience Stores. Uh. And Ray J says, um, is it saying that the Japanese have a low tolerance to alcohol? Kind of racist. Like saying that they can't drive or have small wieners? <laughs> oh, my bad. It was, I just did a conversion. It's uh, about $560 and 31 cents. Uh, Rejanator, the first part of your statement is more or less a scientific fact if you look it up. The others, yeah, that's kind of borderline racist. And Mako-chan is talking about plotting an anime GM session hentai episode. Where we talk about hentai? I have no ideas. If I'm not invited, I'm gonna be pissed. I think you'll probably be the co-star. Yes! I'd pay to see that episode. <laughs> mm, I'll buy that for a dollar. Anyway, only one left. Yep, it's all... It's all yours, uh, Avalon. I think you might like this one. Ooh, let's do it with ice cream! Ice them! <laughs> <laughs> see? Okay. Hagen does Japan making ice cream classier than ever with wine and opera flavors. Wait. How does how is something opera flavor? Does that like does it taste like a porcelain mask and tons of tears over a woman that will never respond to your feelings? <laughs> I have the impression that when you opened it, it cut out very loud. Oh! And you know, a big, big fat lady style high note like that. Oh. Oh, I was thinking all you hear was like depressed, creepy organ music, but <laughs> it just makes you feel sadder as you eat it. <laughs> Or when you, like, jam a spoon and it cues up Ave Maria. <laughs> no, as you're, as, no, as you're scooping it, you hear the sonata from Final Fantasy VI. Oh my god. Alright, let's take a look into this article. Yeah. haagen already has a pretty upmarket image with its high-quality ingredients, premium pricing... Premium, another word for expensive as fuck, mm. and fancy-sounding name. Apparently, though, the U.S. headquartered ice cream brand's Japanese division still thinks there's room to grow in the classiness department. Everyone get your pinkies up in the air. Hashtag Two mature treats out. are being added to the lineup soon. One which uses red wine, and another which draws inspiration from a French dessert. And just in case those don't sound regal enough, they're topped with gold and silver. Damn. In keeping with the unspoken contract between sweet fans and providers in Japan, haagen regularly rolls out a variety of seasonal flavors. This December, the ice cream-based dessert Antoinette makes its debut with an ingredient list that's just about as luxurious as the trappings of the 18th century monarch with whom it shared its name. On top of the multi-layered Antoinette, you'll find flecks of silver leaf sprinkled across an eye-catchingly vivid red wine sauce, and underneath there's red wine ice cream made with Baudreau. Dig a little deeper and you'll come to custard ice cream, which haagen promises won't be so sweet as to ruin the dessert's elegantly balanced flavors, plus delicately soft sponge cake. Joining Antoinette is haagen Opera, which the company has been offering in spurts since 2011. Phrasing. Up huh? Spurts. Phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> Styled after the French cake of the same name. Oh, it's a cake! Okay. There's no wine in the opera's layers, which instead consists of butter and coffee ice creams with spacers of almond cookie. The whole thing is covered in chocolate sauce, and to show Antoinette isn't hogging all the luxury, it is decorated with specks of real gold leaf. 
The new desserts go on sale at convenience store across Japan in December with both priced at 432 yen, so roughly about four bucks. Neither is the best way to stretch your sweets budget to its absolute limit, but they're by far the most economic way to enjoy some wine and opera. I will take a case of both. Okay. We've all. I, I will say this, though. You, the uh, Americone Dream is still the top tier of ice cream in this country, so call me back when you can top that. I'm not as wild with Americone Dream as everyone else is. Okay. We've all seen the Lipton tea commercial with Kermit, right? Just drinking tea. Yeah. But that's none of my business. But that's none of my business. All right. It's the same commercial. It's all the shit that's going on at Comic-Con. Avalon is just walking by. You see her pick up the Haagen-Dazs ice cream and just sit on a bench and eat it. All this shit's falling apart. But I have my ice cream. But that's none of my business, though. Ice cream's banging, though. Yeah. Yeah. This ice cream, though. That's, that's some bomb ass too, though. It's <laughs> oh, ice cream, though. Can I have another? Can I have another pint? This ice cream. <laughs> oh no! And as Nemesis Forty Seven says, the South would want PBR ice cream. No, that's the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, why would you make that <laughs> an ice cream? Why? I, why would you want it as a? Oh God! But there is a place in Brooklyn where you can get wine ice cream, though. It'll get you drunk. Why do I have a feeling I know what you're talking about? What's it called? I don't know, but Mako wants to go there, and I have this odd feeling when we go there to get it, you're going to be standing like, oh, fancy seeing you here. I'm just going to, like, take a giant, like, one of those giant serving spoons and sit in front of the cooler and just shovel it into my mouth hole. <laughs> oh, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Basically. No, 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 no. My, 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 my. It's my ice cream. My, 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 my. <laughs> Or I'll just I'll just like walk like reach over into the counter and just like pull out the whole tub itself straight out of the uh, freezing case. Like okay, I'm good. I'll see you guys later. Just like walk over with my shoulder. Oh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, Avalon. Yeah. Mako says you are already on the list for the hentai episode. I better be. You were the first person <laughs> she thought of. Yay! Because then I'll just spend the entire episode doing my hentai. Orgasm impersonation. Do you know how many guys are going to call in about that? And women? Bring it on! Loud. Okay. We're going to take our final break. God. Uh, You are a terrible, terrible influence, young lady. I am a national treasure. (laughs) Of what country? Pardon me. All of them. Well, let me just say this in response to that ice cream. <laughs> oh, shit, he's bringing us back for this one. I couldn't help it. That's what it came out of my head. Oh, yeah, you be 40. Whoop. Okay, that, that's all you're going to get. We'll be back.
um, Avalon, Ari, yes. are y'all seeing yes. what's going on in the chat room? I can't play the end credits until y'all see what the fuck is going on in the chat in the chat room at live.vognetwork.com. What the? What? What? Yes, because of what's that, going on? Because Mako Chan said a hentai episode, people started coming up with names of the episode, uh, such as "Star She Blows." It came from inside his pants. The pink kitty. All grown up. <laughs> and of course, the fappening. Free my willy. Show up naked, bring beer. I like that one. Liquor, uh, yeah, that was a good one. Liquor in the front, poker in the rear. I love that one. Welcome to oh 1994, buddy. <laughs> of course, Marco came up with that one. God damn it, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Up or on... Nemesis 47's one standing her ass up and showed them big old titties to me! Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the title or not, or whatever, uh, but it just sounds funny. Yeah. Here's one. Up all night to get lucky. And come with me if you want to orgasm. And I think that was enough to chase Act Death out of the chat room, you bastards. Or it's all about the base. Home run! Eh. Uh, and then they're talking about Trojan. You know what? I, I, I'm done. I'm... I'm done. I am totally done for the night. If you like what you heard, please tell a friend. We're not normally like this, but... Yeah, we are. Yeah, who the fuck am I kidding? Yeah, we are. We're much worse. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of toned down. You like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. That's how word travels about our podcast. If you have any questions or issues, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Uh, Act Def Returns says he's still here. <laughs> and now he's like, what the fuck? Act Def, I am so sorry. I really am. But check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our podcasts, articles. Our Otakon review is up. Um, uh, more, I'm going to be throwing up there some convention photos later this week. You'll like them. Um, if you can't get to our website for the podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio, Last FM. Player FM, anything.fm that aggregates podcasts, you'll find us around there somewhere. If you listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, five star reviews, please. That's all we're asking. Check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash MHM Session TV, and all of the 2013 videos are up. And next week, I will get started on the 2014 videos. And this time, with a better build, I should not take as long to get them out there. If you we can only hope. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I see you. I see you picked up from Mako to our Slack there, uh, Ari. Sarcasm's kind of my thing too, so yeah. I just tend to play the straight man role more. Fair enough. Uh, check out our YouTube, our own individual YouTube pages. I am at Dijeron Mess. Ari is at twenty two six eighty two, and Avalon's over at Avalon Cosplay. Follow us there to see some videos that we like, or some of our own homegrown videos. Um, if you check ours out, I know with with Avalon, you'll see her ice bucket challenge, and I think mine's up there too. I don't remember, but yeah. 
Twitter, twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us here for the latest updates on our website when photos and videos are coming up and what conventions that we're going to. And speaking of conventions, you'll find us at AAC this weekend. Swing by, see us in the hallway, say hi, buy us a, buy us a beverage. We're cool like that. Um, if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at DJ Ron S. Ari is over at The Ari Man. And Avalon is at Avalon Cosplay. Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just want to say to everybody that's liked our page, the articles, and everything, thank you. Thank you for the love and heart and support. As long as you continue to like the site, the pages, the articles, the photos, the videos, everything we post will give you more content. We bring the convention to you so you can live vicariously through us. And if you want to follow us individually on Facebook, uh, I'm facebook.com slash imdjronmas or that djronmas guy. Ari is at Ari Rockefeller. And Avalon's over at Avalon Cost. And this bitch is about to hit 10k. I am not about to hit 10k. I'm not even at 8k. Well, you're getting there. Okay, damn. But you know what? Unlike other cosplayers, your Ks are all natural. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that case. About that case. No purchase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Um, just so you know, we are on the Vogue Network, and we're not the only podcast on this network. So if you like other cool geeky stuff, this is the place to be. If you like Star Trek, check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast on Thursdays. Um, before we continue, Mako-chan responds to your case with, oh my. <laughs> Christ. Um, if you like television, movies, books, uh, pop culture, British programming, Doctor Who, we have Understation Live, Pod Culture, British Invaders, and Critical Myth. And Critical Myth is in the chat room. What's up, dude? So we have four different podcasts, four different points of views on different popular culture, which is cool. Listen, check them out. You might just like them. If you like what we do here on Tuesday nights, swing by at 8 o'clock for Electric Sisterhood. They're in at 8 o'clock. You listen to them, then we'll come on by with our pre-show, and then we're live. So, check that out. And if you like uh, World of Warcraft and MMOs, check out uh, MMO Wednesdays with Girls Gone Wow at 12, and Whorehouse at 10. Um... And if you like video games, you're going to talk about independent games. If you want to hear what you want, get your chance of your opinion, your thoughts on the gaming industry and all that cool stuff, we have two programs for you. The Bobby Blackwell Show, Sunday at 8, followed by Orange and Orange Radio at 9. These two programs are the cornerstone of the VOG Network programming. So if you're definitely a gamer, you want to hear what you, if you want your voice to be heard, these are the shows you have got to listen to. And if we go to the chat room at, uh, at live.vognetwork.com, Serenity41088 says, Her Ks don't want none unless you have buns. Thank you very much, Nicki Minaj. These people are ridiculous. Mm, pretty much. Oh my god, here's another one. Ranger Serena says, Her mama told her forget about Glossy Prince. Fans just want a friend to glomp at cons. Load. All of you are grounded. Yes, 
you are on grounded. Careful, because she might pick up that chunklet and start throwing it like a loaded weapon. Nah, because the chunklet is over on the other side of the room, and I'm too lazy to get off my ass and get it. Avalon, you're so yeah. you're so reeking. <laughs> I went to go reeking. You never go seeking. Oh, that's because we know where to find you for the cops. <laughs> We are just terrible tonight. That means we gotta get out of here. Okay. We're gonna go around the room. Last words, Ari. And where the hell did Ari go? Oh, damn it. The friggin', the friggin Skype gods got jumped him. Bastard. Aww. They claimed another. Yes. Damn you, Microsoft! All right, Avalon, last words. All right, well, uh, I'm glad uh, some of you guys came up and uh, said hi to me at Comic-Con. I was really thrilled by all the people that were brave enough to come up and say hi to me, and you guys never had to be afraid to, like, you know, talk to me. I'm not going to bite. Um, and uh, I'm going to be taking it easy, but I hope to see you guys at the next con, and thank you so much for the support, and thank you for... Uh, Continuing to support the show. My final words. Exactly what Avalon said. And also, I have ice cream in the fridge, so I'm kind of hungry. Is it wine-flavored ice cream? Nope, but it's peanut butter cup. It's not wine, I don't care. Would you like some cheese to go with your wine? Yeah. Christ. Okay, uh... Ari can't connect, so... Damn you, Skype God. So we're going to get up on out of here before I have to shout another damn it coy. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Avalon. <laughs> and over there would have been Ari, but he can't reconnect. Stupid server. Great fight, great night. I'm out of here. Good night, guys. And as Ari would say, later, bitches. And one more thing, uh, we'll still be doing live shows, except for November 4th. There will be a taped episode that day, so we're out of here. And, um, say goodnight, Avalon. Goodnight, Avalon. Works every time.